Las Vegas might be one of the greatest cities in the world. Legitimately, I, I really think, now, now don't get me wrong, right? If you're under the age of, let's say, 30, let's say you're single, making decent money, you like to go out, you like to meet new people, Las Vegas might be the best spot for you. Seriously. Now, I've seen a bunch of TikToks on this where it's like, like it, it makes complete sense. Better taxes, better this, better that. Everything is in one certain area. If you want, you know, the more calmer lifestyle, you can drive a little bit out and you can get that. But Las Vegas legitimately, like, this is my third time going. I went last week for a conference that I mentioned for Isha, and I'll talk about that in a second. And this is the third time I've went. The first time was for a Tableau conference in 2019. Was still a bit starstruck. I stayed at the Luxor. I didn't really know much about really anything. I didn't know the strip. I didn't know all the nice restaurants. Second time I go, it was a bachelor party. So your itinerary is already pretty much set, right? Like, you know where you're going to go get bottles. You know where you're going to go eat. You know where you're sleeping. All that stuff's set. Not a lot of room for exploratory stuff. This last time, I don't know what it was. I was just completely sold on it. Like, I would be down to go to Vegas on a monthly basis. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a little broke right now. And by a little broke, I mean a lot of broke right now. But I would not be opposed. If, if the money's right, Vegas is the spot to go. Like, I get it. Oh, you know what? Well, you, you're just spending money, right? It's so expensive. It's expensive. I've, I've been to probably the most expensive cities in America, just for fun, right? I'm not bragging or anything. I'm telling y'all I'm broke. But I like spending also. These are my rankings now of most expensive cities to spend in, right? And, and I'm not talking about lifestyle, uh, you know, oh, you know, oh, you could just go get groceries at Vons. You could go get groceries at Target. No, no, I'm talking about you're shopping at Whole Foods. You're going out to drink with people. You're going to nice restaurants, not Michelin star restaurants, but you're going to nice restaurants. You're not going to Applebee's. You're not eating at Chick-fil-A every day. Here's the list. In no order, but let's just put Vegas at number one. Vegas has got to be the most expensive. Behind that, probably Miami, LA, New York, San Francisco. But like I said, Las Vegas is for sure number one. We stayed at the Fountain Blue this past week. And oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure this is the newest hotel on the Strip. I put air quotes around it because... It's a little bit off. It's a little right there next to the convention center, but now we get into the actual reason why we were there. It was this conference called Magic. Magic. Uh, it was basically like all these vendors come, and if you have a clothing line, whether you're selling jewelry, T-shirts, hoodies, dresses, whatever it is, there's a big old hall, and everyone has their stuff on display. It's, it's a big networking thing, right? At the same time, like you can buy stuff, but you can ask someone, oh, hey, where'd you get this from? Oh, how, how did you make this? How'd you go about this? So that's the magic part. The part that we went to was a piece called sourcing at magic. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm a super, super novice in this field. Eventually, I'm telling y'all whether I got to pay her or not, I'm going to get Isha on here and we're going to talk about this stuff because my mind was blown a little bit. You know, when you start kind of like exploring a new 
field and you're like, oh, hey, you know what? I do think I could see myself here doing this, doing that, maybe a little bit different. But the sourcing part is basically if I have a clothing line and I'm making these shirts, but my overhead's too much, or let's say I'm a complete beginner. How do I start? How do I start and in getting into the field? How do I put together requests? How do I put together uh, tech packs, as they say? There's a lot of steps that you don't that I literally still do not know anything about. But the sourcing part is all of that piece. Is all of that piece? I would say it's basically the beginner to semi novice piece, where you're getting to know certain people, whether they're in China, India, Sri Lanka, let's say Germany, all these people that could possibly source for you. They send you fabric or they're sending you already made materials. They're sending you already made t-shirts, hoodies with certain logos on it in X amount of sizes. And then you have your online store and then you're distributing that. Whether you have a Shopify account, whether you have a Amazon FBA, that is what you're selling. So that is the sourcing part. So this is the whole reason we were there last week. Now, like I said, I'm not going to get too much into the specifics of the conference because it is a much bigger topic I want to unfold, but with someone much more smarter than me in this field. But back to the whole Vegas piece. I do not understand how you can possibly get bored in this city. At the same time, I understand the piece of being overly stimulated. Every single night, there's a comedy show, there's some magic show, there's a concert, there's all the casinos are open. There is always something to do. If you get bored, you are literally wanting to be bored, right? Like I understand if you're trying to save money or, you know, just kind of kick it back a little bit, then sure, I get it. You try to stay in. We actually stayed in on Valentine's night because first of all, you can't get a reservation anywhere. Everywhere is crowded. Everyone's asking, oh, you guys here for Valentine's Day? Yeah, technically, you know, but it is also just Tuesday and we're trying to eat. We gambled a little bit. We went to the Sphere, saw the immersive show, which was cool, but I really think if you went to a concert there, it would be next level. The AI piece of it is nothing that really surprised me, right? Like the robots speaking back to the humans. I, you know, like that's just some natural language stuff. Like it wasn't, that piece wasn't as impressive as I thought it would be. But as far as going into the sphere itself and being immersed in that show, holy shit. Vegas is the place to be. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all. If you're listening to this and you're under the age of 30, single, or even in a relationship, you got a little money, go to Vegas on a damn near weekly basis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 24. Man, almost almost at that little quarter mark. My name is Ajit Patel. Welcome to the Ajit Patel Show. And this week, uh, like I said, this past week I was in Vegas. This week, I don't have much going on. Just trying to stay inside the house, not spend a lot of money. I literally landed from Columbia, watched the Super Bowl, went to Vegas this past week, went to the Hyundai Genesis Open. Hyundai? Hyundai? Either way, some friends took us to the golf open. It was awesome. I just wish I knew a little bit more about golf, but live sports is always awesome. And as I record this on a Monday, 
As I record this on a Monday, once again, I did not get this federal holiday off. I had work today. A lot of people did not. And, and once again, God damn it, man. I really do not even understand what days I get off. I think I get Labor Day off, maybe half of July 4th off, and then just the big holidays. But I was also thinking, like, does anyone even know what today is? Like, that, that whole concept doesn't even matter anymore. The whole idea of, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I got tomorrow off. Oh, shit, what, what, what day is it? Oh, it's President's Day. Oh, shit, awesome. You want to you go shopping? You want to go do this? You want to go do that? There is no, you know, there is no commemorative piece of the day anymore. Like in school, they really do bury you with this shit. I remember every single federal holiday. In school, I don't even think we got it off, right? But it was like the week leading up to the Monday off. We would do all this nonsense around the day. If it was President's Day, we would look up all these presidents. Oh, yeah, this is our favorite president. This is our, oh, wow, this is the history of President's Day. Uh, Columbus Day, we would do all that stuff. And this is pre-Columbus getting canceled. We would do all that stuff. MLK Day, same song and dance. We would always do something. The only day that I felt like was we were actually doing something was, I think, Veterans Day. And that was like closer to high school where we're actually putting flags out in the yard, having actual veterans that are now teachers come out into the field to give them a special thank you. Live people that are there, right? People that are actually there that you can appreciate. It's not like we're, we got the MLK family out here and telling them thank you. Columbus, like same thing. Veterans Day was the only thing. And for President's Day, it's like, should we even have this as a holiday anymore? Like, look, look at what we got. The original President's Day, and yes, I did research on this because I'm, I'm, I'm quite thorough. The original President's Day came from George Washington's birthday. He technically had two birthdays. Don't, look, it's a long story. He technically had two birthdays because they changed the calendar system. You got to understand this man is, he, he was back then, right? He was back then. They changed the calendar system on him. Eventually, we know how praised he was, dollar bill, first president, all that stuff. Eventually, they come up with this day. I said eventually about five times. Ignore that. They come up with this holiday to commemorate him. They would have parades. They would do this. You know, it's a bunch of fanfare. Now, of course, with consumerism, it turns into this, oh, yeah, President's Day sale. You want to go to Macy's, you can get 30% off. In addition to that, I think they added uh, Lincoln to some of the... Anyways, it doesn't matter. The whole point being is like, should we just call these federal holidays? Like, do we really need to continue with the fanfare of President's Day, Columbus Day? But it, it just doesn't matter anymore. And stop making these kids do all these art projects. You, I, I understand you're just filling their time, trying to keep those little devils busy. But is there anything better they could be doing? With that being said, I'm going to do a quick express ad read, and then we are going to get into our main topic, which is who should pick up the bill? I talk about them often. I post about them often because I really do. I do shop express. Like, I know it sounds a little jokey when I'm always talking about, yeah, this is express. This is express. This shirt's express. Boxers express. Socks express. Pants express. Sunglasses express. Watches and express. Everything else is express, though. I've been an Express Ambassador slash sponsor for about four years now, and they have seriously stepped up the game. 
There's not the big lines. It's real sleek stuff now. They they have the big beefy tees. They got the slim stuff. Same thing for women. They've stepped their game up. It's not the same express you went into when you were going into the shopping mall and you know there was just shit in the boxes all over the place now. It basically feels like a brand new brand. And trust me when I tell you this, that shirt that you're wearing or whatever shirt you keep pulling out your closet being like, does this still smell? No, it doesn't smell straight. It doesn't fit anymore. So just go ahead and use my affiliate link. I just recently refreshed them so you can see them in the description. I'll put a little hovering banner here, but go to my affiliate link, Shop Express. I get some commission off of that. You get new clothes out of that. It's a win-win. So don't forget Shop Express. Okay, our main topic. Um, sorry, let me stop moving the microphone here. Our main topic for the day is who should pay the bill? Now, it's a big conundrum that a lot of people run into, and I decided to talk about it because, sure, it might rub people wrong the wrong way. Sure, people might be like, oh, is he talking about me? But look, like I said, this is not to offend anyone. This is just me telling the truth that I know. Now, I try to break it into different segments. It's almost like a, a big web of who should pay. Now, the three things I broke it down by was one, obligation, two, communication slash crowd, and then three, whatever you want to do. Now, I'm going to go down a couple scenarios. I'm going to go down a couple scenarios. In addition to that, I'm going to go through a couple things that maybe I've been through or put myself in hypothetical situations. Now, scenario number one, the most common run, right? Who should pay on a date? Now, this one gets a lot of backlash, right? Because it's like, obviously, the, let's say, old school chivalrous style is the man should always pay. But obviously, with things that have changed, with things getting more expensive, with just the way lifestyles have become, should the woman pitch it? Should the woman pitch in for half? Or let's say you split it with, you know, like exactly what you have. She had a burger and fries. I had a steak and fries. So do we split it like that? Or does she eat some of my steak costs and we cut the bill straight in half? Or the, of course, the classic alternative, which I just mentioned, is do I just pay the whole bill? Does the guy pay the whole bill? Now, understand, I'm talking about a guy-girl relationship here. As a guy-guy, a girl-girl, I do not know. I am just going down what I know. Now, the guy-girl piece. Should the guy pay? My answer is always going to be yes. I try to be a proper gentleman. As outlandish as I may seem, as loud as I may be, rambunctious, whatever adjective you want to use, I still try to pride myself on being a chivalrous gentleman. Now, that's just, you know, how I was raised. Sure, it's different for other people, whatever. But my stance has always been, I will pay. On the first date, of course, it is me. Now, as we progress with dates, things change a little bit. Things do change a little bit. The only thing I want as the dates progress is the person to at least offer to pay. Right? We go to, let's say, Chili's. We get a couple dishes. We get some other food. Bill comes out. All I want you to say is, all I want you to do is just reach for your wallet. Just reach for your wallet, and I'm gonna do the whole. Oh, you know, no, 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 don't, no, no, you know, you're good, you're good. And then I'm gonna pay. Now, there's a lot of folds to this. 
There's a lot of folds to this, right? Once you get into a long-term relationship, it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable for the guy to continuously pick up the check. Now I'm talking about my scenario, right? Obviously, if you got it good, if you got it good and you feel perfectly comfortable with paying for every single meal, then do your thing. Oh, well, she's being a gold digger. Well, you got gold. So who cares? Who cares? If you got the gold, then pay for it, right? If it physically does not, it physically and mentally does not mean anything to you, then just pay it. Same thing for a woman. If you feel like you got a nice dude and you want him to be a stay-at-home guy, pay for him. It literally does not matter. Now, I'm telling you, a lot of guys feel demasculated by this action because of society. It has nothing to do with you, but it has a lot to do with just the outward pressure coming in, saying, oh, your girl pay for everything you do? Oh, you ain't got a job? Oh, she making more than you? All of that shit is your own self-battle. It does not matter. As long as you and your partner are on the same page, let it be. Now, yes, I reference being chivalrous, being a gentleman. And I'm telling y'all this, and believe me when I say this, is that women still want their meal paid for. They want to go out and work. You know, it's still things that have evolved, but they still want to be treated right. So if you're a dude listening to this, and let's say, you know, you're, you're in the younger 20s, you're starting to go on a little bit more serious dates, just pick up the check, man. I'm telling you, you will only be the person that benefits from this. If on the first date, the check comes out and you say, hey, we split in this, why? Why would you want to start your relationship out like that? Why would, like, what do you think that's going to lead to? There's no, there's no upside to that. It doesn't make any sense. Now that falls under the obligation piece. As we move into scenario two, we get into a lot more of the communication and crowd piece. And that is birthday parties. Birthday parties is a big thing. Post-college birthday parties, or let's say even uh, college birthday parties is hard because it's like not everyone's making money at all. Let's say one person has a little side job. One person doesn't really have student loans. It's the, 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 the web gets very complicated. So the best you can do is hope you have a solid crowd around you that will spot you when you need to, you spot them when they need to. And like that part is much more complicated. Post-college, as you start having these birthdays and you start having this, uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to DeLuca Gaucho, a nice pizza place in Austin, or not Austin, in Dallas, and you're hosting everyone. For myself personally, you're hosting everyone. Everyone comes out, you get a couple bottles of wine, everyone gets whatever pizza they want. Is it my obligation to pay for everyone? No, not at all. I, it is not my obligation to pay for everyone's time to be here with me. Personally, my stance will always be, I'd like to cover something. I'd like to host you guys here today, right? So I may pick up all the alcohol tab. So, hey, yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone get, yeah, I'm going to get all these bottles of wine for the table. Now, understand something good. If I'm covering the alcohol cost, I fully control what I'm ordering. I'm not letting the homeboy down the table, whether he's my boy or not, order all this fancy stuff because he knows, he knows, oh, Ajay's paying for it. Let me get, let me get that expensive shit. No, no, no. If I'm hosting, right, you have to have full control of what you plan on paying for. 
the pizza and stuff is like, all right, bro, you know, like you came out to my birthday and you spent 30 bucks on pizza, 50 bucks on pizza. It's not a bad deal. It's not that bad. I'm still covering something. I am hosting you. Now, let's say my sister's running into this scenario actually more recently where it's like, I want to have a first birthday party for my now youngest nephew. And you know, I got to get this haul. I got to get food. I got to get soda. I got to do this. You know, I got to make sure all the kids have a little you know thing they can do, an activity because everyone's got to stay busy somehow. I also have to have alcohol because there will be adults there. Am I supposed to cover all of that? No way. Now, it has changed a bit. It has changed a little bit where it's like, back in the day, back in the day, the potluck used to exist. Whether it was birthday parties, people gathering at other people's houses, the potluck existed. So this person would bring the soda. This person would bring the napkins because he's a lazy shit. This person would bring the plates. This person bringing the mashed potatoes. This person's bringing the protein. This person's bringing the dessert. And it all comes together. So not, no one party is spending a ridiculous amount. But now with the way things have changed with hosting, now I understand I'm talking about picking up the check, but the way things have gone with hosting is the same idea. Who is paying for what? So when it comes to hosting stuff nowadays, it's this assumption that has become unfair. The person that is hosting has to pay for everything. If I'm attending this person's event on a Saturday, I'm taking time out of my schedule to go to this person's event, I expect there to be everything, which is unfair. Now I understand our generation does a, job, uh, a decent job at being like, oh, can I bring anything? The can I bring anything question, it, it, it's always a letdown, right? Like nobody likes actually being asked, can I bring anything? Because the things I need you to bring always pop up at the last minute. Oh, I need you to go get ice. And unless you're like my boy, like, you know, someone I can feel like I can throw responsibilities on you in a moment's notice, I'm not gonna ask that. I'm not gonna do that. So this weird responsibility always falls on the person hosting. Now that's what I'm talking about as far as you know, having a birthday party at the house. Going back to the birthday parties, which you'll see more so, uh, let's say pre-kids. Pre-kids, you're having a birthday party at a restaurant, this and that. Should I require people to pitch in? It's not the worst. It's not the worst look. And I promise you. Now, it's a different thing if you're going to, let's say, some super fancy restaurant. You got to give people a heads up. Now, this goes into that communication crowd piece that I keep talking about. You got to communicate. Hey, we're going to this restaurant and we think it's going to be this amount per person. So please prepare. If you do not want to engage, no problem. But this is just me communicating that. That is fine. Now, I've seen a lot of TikToks of a lot of disputes where it's like, oh, I just ordered mashed potatoes. That person ordered a steak. That person ordered that. That person ordered that. I didn't do no drinking. I drank water and I had mashed potatoes. Why should I have to pitch in my card to be split evenly with other people that got more stuff? And yeah, it's a very fair scenario, right? You should be able to just get your check, which comes back to communication. 
If you're that person doing that, look, no shame to you. Always, you know, operate within your budget. But just communicate to the waiter, hey, yo, I'm gonna, I, I would like my stuff on a separate check before the full group check comes out. Because I know how they are going to go about paying it. Please give me my check separately so I can pay it. It's not the worst. Sure, it might be a little embarrassing for a little bit. You're not going to see that fucking waiter again. You're not going to see that dude again ever in your life. So who cares? And if these friends are clowning you for you ordering mashed potatoes and water, why are you at that birthday dinner? Communication, 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 man. Now I go back a little bit. Like I said, it's a giant web because this is how things just bounce back and forth in my head. Going back to the date piece, right? As you get into a longer term relationship, is it your obligation to continuously pick up the check? I said, no, you have to communicate that with your partner, right? How do you go about doing that? Personally, and I'm just telling y'all what my experience has been, is just saying it straight up. Literally just saying it straight up. Hey, you got this? In a nice manner, right? You're not, you're not, the check's not coming out and you throwing it at her. Right? That's rude. If you start going to the bathroom when the check comes out, bro, you 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 in the wrong scenario. But just straight up asking it. Don't don't pitter powder around, you know, don't don't uh what's the word I'm looking for? Meander. Don't fluff all that nonsense. Just literally ask, yo, you got this? Or just notice the behavior, right? Sometimes that's a clear indicator. Now, we're getting to some relationship stuff, and we're going to quickly get out of this, but that is a piece of the relationship. Obviously, I'm still with Isha, right? So things were good on that front. But like I said, it's just communication where it's just like, hey, you got this. Hey, can you order lunch? Hey, can you do this? You know, like, and it's a fair ground. Obviously, will it always be uneven in a certain direction? Sure. Who cares, bro? Especially when it comes to things like bar tabs, right? You're getting alcohol and stuff like that. I, I don't want her going up to the bar, wrestling eight dudes to try to get to the front, ordering some drink. Uh, you got to yell at the bartender to get a drink. Then you filling out all this stuff. I don't, I'm perfectly fine with taking that on. I am perfectly fine with doing that. When it comes to stuff like that, you don't want to penny and nickel and, you know, always be looking at this like, oh, yeah, you know, this Uber costs $20. Can we split it? You don't want to go down that rabbit hole, man. Just communicate it out. Now, that is the piece as far as relationship stuff goes. Now, like I said, with the group stuff, you got to commute <laughs> as Alexa gives some notification. You got to communicate it out. And you will be better off. You do not want to blindside someone out of the freaking blue. If you go to a bottle, right, if, if I'm attending some friend's bottle service and they order some $1,000 Casa Azul, that's not on me, my boy. That is not on me. You told me this minimum was going to be 1500 and there's about seven of us in here. I did the math in my head. I know what I'm participating in. Now, if you blow that 15 and you get to 32, 4,800, we got a problem. We do have a problem. You blew that budget. Now, like I said, communication, communication. Let's say we're all having a good time. I say, hey, boys, I'm thinking about doing this. Are y'all down? At that point, it has to come across whether it's me doing this 
or it's us doing this, then you go about it, everyone will be at ease. Don't blindside anyone. As I mentioned the bar slash alcohol piece, this is a piece that does get a bit hazy, I'd say. Because a lot of times when I go out in these social scenarios, and I've talked about this a little bit before, where it's like, I'm going to get around for this group that I'm in. If it's a group of 20 people, I'm not ordering 20 drinks, right? But if it's five of us, I'm going to ask everyone what they want. I'm going to go and I'm going to pay with a one card, with one credit card. It is hopefully my assumption in this social group that someone else will have me. I'm not asking all five of them to buy me a drink throughout the course of the night, but let's say there's another gentleman in the group. It is a social obligation for him to then go buy around. I I know you might be being like, oh, what? That's not on him. You decided to buy those drinks. Yeah, I did. Because that's just me being polite. That's me being chivalrous to another dude. And however many ladies are in the group. Because I didn't want y'all going up here. I didn't want y'all dealing with all that. I went up there. Y'all can have a seat. Hold the table down for us. I will go get the drinks. Bring them back to us. And we're good. But there is a bit of an expectation. If the night goes on and no one buys a drink, I don't care. I will live. I will survive the $120 that just got spent. I mean, hopefully I survived the $120 that just got spent. But you learn. You do learn. The next night, let's say a week later, we all go out and I do it again. And no one else buys me a drink. You start learning. And it does change your behavior. So then the next time we go out, if I go and I just buy myself and Isha a drink and you looking around like, oh, you didn't get us nothing? You goddamn right I didn't get you anything. Because you did not value me the same way I valued y'all. And it's like that. Now, with certain people that you're cool with, you're perfectly fine with spotting it. Whether it's on a weekly basis, whatever it is, if you, like I said, if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. Now, in Texas, there's a weird, like, you know, especially, you know, I went to college in Austin. I would do stupid stuff. Yeah, can I get 10 kamikazes? I pay 30 bucks, right? And and then you move on, right? You're not asking 10 other people to get you a drink. But it's a different, it's way different. Coming from Texas, I carried on those same habits where I would go out, get around for everyone, and then I wouldn't care about charging anyone. Now, that was Texas, right? Like, And I'm talking about pre, let's say, 2018, where you're buying around for everyone. Drinks are about $8 a pop, high-end, maybe $14 a pop. You come to L.A., you move to L.A., those same drinks are now $24 a pop. Let's say even $30 a pop. It's not sustainable. Like I keep saying, you just can't keep up that habit. You will die fast. And then you got to get over this mental curve of just being like, yeah, you know what? Here's the Venmo charge. You know what it's for, but here it is. Like, I know I have to send this out. I I do a horrible job at the sending out the Venmo charge afterwards. Whether I'm picking up the dinner tab and I take a picture of the receipt and there is an assumption everyone is paying for what they have because we're just here as a group meal. There is no birthday tied to it. There's nothing tied to it. But I put down my card so we have ease of access. No one else has to sign the receipt. No one else has to fill in the tip or do any of that stuff. And we're moving on with our night. Now, I understand if I do that, it's on me to charge people afterwards the correct amount, all that stuff. If they have any questions, be open to it. But look, here's a picture of the receipt. I do a horrible job at that. I will say that. 
the only time I do maybe decent is like bachelor parties because there's no there's nothing in my head being like oh you know like I hope I hope they're cool with paying this you know I hope I hope they're all right with this like I know I won't get any questions back so you quickly add it and all that stuff but like I'm saying is I still need to get better at that piece but that's just almost like a Texas habit I'm still trying to shake off now it is quite popular in let's say I'm just going to speak of Indian uncle tradition to want to pay you want to pay and I'm getting to that age where it's like, nah, you know, I got it. Nah, I got it. Nah, I got it. No, no, let, let me get this. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. You only come to Texas once a week. Oh, you only come to LA once, you know, every five years. Let me pay. You'll see that a lot. If you are in the uh, service industry, you probably have seen this with way more than just the Indian folks, right? Like someone's always trying to wrestle to pay the ice cream tab. They always want to pay for the coffee for the other person. So there becomes this little back and forth. Now that piece, it's not going anywhere, right? Like I kind of like how violent it gets. I kind of like that people, you know, do some slick shit. People, you know, will sometimes leave the dinner table. And the next thing you know, by the, after we have dessert at the end of the night, someone says, oh yeah, the, the tab's already been paid for by this gentleman. Boom. You know, yeah, I got you. There's a friend I have, uh, I think I've mentioned him before, Chris and it, him and I always go back and forth doing this shit. Because we try to see, it's almost like playing chess, right? You try to see, oh, you know, did this person already pay for the tab? Oh, did he go to the restroom? Let me watch his ass because I know he's going to go to the waiter and try to pay for us. Now, okay, you know what? Now I know what I need to do. I need to call the restaurant beforehand and do this, do that, right? Like that, that's a game, right? And, and I like it, right? It, it, it's, it's engaging. You, you get to see how someone thinks through a scenario and you see how much they're putting forth to appreciate you, to pay for you. Now, that's a certain type of person. But going back to the violence piece, where, like, let's say we get five ice creams and there's two dudes trying to fight each other to pay for it. And, uh, you know, the person behind the register is just like, oh, you know, like, what? Well, this person handed me the card first. I have to take it. First of all, there are rules behind that. There are rules behind that. If you are the person behind the ice cream register, and a guy and a girl try to hand you their card at the same time, there is a proper answer. There is a proper answer. You take the guy's card. You take the guy's card. I don't want to hear all this, oh, you know, well, women can pay too. I get it. But like I said, we're still standing on chivalrous ground. Take the guy's card. The lady probably makes way more than the dude. She probably does way more in life than him. But for this $6 transaction of ice cream, take the guy's card. Didn't think it would get this heated, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty serious thing, right? Like a lot of people run into this with birthday parties, baby showers, whatever it is, right? A lot of people run into these scenarios. Now, one thing that I have recently started doing, right? One, I, I, I stopped wrestling because it's just like, all right. You know, like I, I've spent so many years with the same people being like, no, nah, nah, let me get it. Let me, let me get it. Let me get it now. That sometimes I, I try to like uh, pull the rug, pull the chair from the person. So if they're like, oh, you know, let me get this. I'll be like, all right, cool. And then and then there's no back and forth. And it, you, you, the person almost feels like, oh, shit, you know, did I just trip and fall onto something? No, nah. you know, like we're perfectly fine. I have no problem paying for it. But since you go offer, I'm going to take it. Now, that piece I'm still getting better at taking the. Uh, handout 
I'm still getting better at that piece. And the other piece that I have gotten much better with, with age, and almost like I've gained an appreciation for, is allowing the older gentleman to pay. I used to go out to dinner and I used to try to like, you know, uh, pay for my dad's meal or, or we would, me, my dad, my mom, and let's say a group of friends would go out to dinner and I would try to pick up the tab. And, and there's almost like this, I saw it in The Sopranos where Tony Soprano was basically like, you eat, I pay. I think the scenario was the dad took his daughter and her boyfriend to lunch he tried to, the the boyfriend tried to be slick and pay for the dinner tab and t- Tony Soprano just lost it. You eat, I pay. For the younger guy to pay for the older guy, it is almost it is like the most demasculating shit you could think of. Because as a father, right? At the core base of a father or even just let's say a gentleman, right? An older fellow. Let's say the guy didn't have any kids, but he's taking out his nephews, all that stuff to a lunch, a dinner, whatever it is. The one thing they want to do is provide. They want to provide. So if you take that away from them, you might as well just stab them, bro. You might as well take the knife from the dinner table and just shove it in their chest. Obviously, yes, this is a bit satirical, but I'm being serious here a little bit. Actually, a lot of bit, where it's just like, do not pay for the older gentleman. If you go to a dinner and, let, okay, look, obviously, like I said, everyone's scenario is their own, but I'm just giving advice here. If you go to a dinner with, let's say, your girlfriend and her dad, don't try to be slick. Do not try to be slick and think, oh, you know what? I'm going to pay for it. So then, you know, like he's going to appreciate me more. He's going to see me as someone that can provide. It's not going to look like that, my man. And I'm telling you, obviously, yes, offer. Offer be like, Hey, can I pitch in? Can I, you know, can I pick up the check? Do that piece, but expect the rejection. And then after that, all you got to do, whether, look, this covers the entire thing, whether you're on a date, whether you're in a birthday party, whether you're going out with some older folks and you get paid for, just say thank you. That's all you got to do. Just say thank you. And I'm telling you, that person that's paying, Boom, fine, just like that. Like I said, man, it's a scenario that a lot of people are running into. And yes, in a COVID world, a lot of these social constructs didn't exist, but this stuff's coming back. With weddings, birthday party, everything ramping up back to 100%. I mean, it's already at 100%, right? But it's like, you will be exposed to it much, much more. Depending on what age you are, and let's say you haven't fully figured out how to surf the waters, you're going to see it a lot more. Guy, girl, it doesn't matter. So the last thing I want to cover while I have a couple minutes is the All-Star Weekend that NBA had in Indiana this past weekend. The All-Star Weekend is just basically, hey, these are the top players from the East Conference, the West Conference. We're going to put them in a game. Throughout the weekend, we'll have all these you know, fun activities, basically. Oh, the skills challenge, the three-point contest, the celebrity game, the dunk contest. We'll have all this stuff. you know. So it's fanfare. If someone's flying in, then they can watch all this stuff. And it includes much more uh, much more depth, right? So you have celebrities that are courtside versus maybe if you're playing a regular game in Dallas, Houston, you know, some, some of these cities that aren't like LA, you start seeing a lot more fanfare. Now, I've always been a fan of the 
all-star weekend especially like you know playing the old 2k you could part you could play the three-point contest you could play the all-star game with all the best players and then you know we'll see who wins you got all the best people over there i got all the best people over here that was a different time the way the all-star game has what the all-star game has turned into now is just a joke bro it's just a joke and this is very this is a very common feeling throughout the all-star break throughout i think everyone honestly i cannot remember the last time someone was like damn i really enjoyed watching that it doesn't exist anymore and it's just fully behind that the players don't care right the players do not care everyone's too cool everyone's too you know scared of getting hurt trying to protect themselves and yes they do have to play a lot more games at a higher intensity that the nba ever has been and maybe if there were less games in this season let's say it drops from 80 to 60 you might see a little bit more of a competitive side in that all-star game but as long as these folks as long as the players don't care it's going to be a shitty product and i don't see it getting better like during the dunk contest this thing used to be the most hypest shit ever one of my favorite years was the Dwight Howard years putting on the Superman cape you know everyone getting into it he dunks the ball doesn't he did he didn't even dunk the ball he was so goddamn high up that he threw the ball into the rim everyone jumps out their seat all of this stuff you know now if you watch it obviously yes the dunks are trash Jalen Brown should never be allowed to step outside ever again because oh my gosh that was awful that was probably that's got to be one of the top 10 worst dunks ever and he got a score close to 50 for it so first of all there's a lot of pandering there's a lot of like oh you know let's just give him a let's just give him an eight let's just give him a nine now from that dwight howard year i think my next favorite year was the aaron gordon year and he lost he got completely robbed from it now that's just the player caring right that's the player and the product that's put out but what i think is such a deeper layer to it is the fanfare right like if you're one of the players that are just kicking it there you're not participating in the dunk contest you got to jump out of your seat you got to get hype you got to do this you know dumb shit now everyone's too cool everyone is too cool everyone's wearing sunglasses kick back let's say you get sponsored by samsung and their phones so you are holding out that phone recording whatever dunks happening it's not the same and and i don't think it's going in a positive direction anytime soon the game itself, I watched that yesterday and I thoroughly regretted dedicating my Sunday night to that. Everything has become a three-pointer. And yes, obviously, yeah, you know, it is pretty spectacular. Like that has become more of a thing that people look forward to than the dunks, right? People don't care about the athleticism anymore. They care about, oh, how deep can you shoot this thing? That's what they care about. And it was a show. It was a show as far as oh how deep can all these dudes shoot the ball from goes but it leads to a shitty game like the game itself was trash there is no competitive side to it you got lebron i get it he's on the older side he's trying to you know reserve himself he's barely playing luke is not really made for this game Jokic is kind of made for this game if he cares but no one wants to do this stuff and this kind of ties a lot into you know like entertainment in general where it's like shitty performance leads to shitty product it's not always the coach's fault right it's not always this person's fault it's not always the broadcast fault it's not always all of that 
It's just the shitty performance will render a shitty product. So next year, like, am I going to watch all this stuff again? Yeah, I am. Because fool me, you can fool me again when it comes to this stuff. Because there's always that hope. It might go good. And you don't want to miss out. But we'll see. Trash ass game. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time, thank you again for joining me this week. Uh, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. Actually, don't even do all that. Just like. Just like the video. We, we've been dropping in likes a little bit. Viewership has stayed steady, but the likes have dropped a little bit. So honestly, just drop a like. Don't worry about comment, sharing, anything like that. It'd be greatly appreciated. I thank you again. My name has been Ajay Patel, and I will see you next week. Bye. As long as the players don't care, it's going to be a shitty product.